Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Let's Remember podcast. This is the first actual episode of the podcast. If you notice, about three months ago, I uploaded a trailer, and then due to life, I have not uploaded anything since. Well, here's the change. This is episode one. It's featuring my friend Brandon, and I won't get into it too much because he introduces himself and, you know, we talk about a lot of things. But we cover a lot from public speaking to how technology scary to love and reaching younger demographics. Lots covered, and I think it's a really good podcast for episode one. So, I'm not going to waste too much time. I uh, hope you all enjoy. And hello. Hello, how's it going? Welcome. Hi, welcome to the podcast. The first actual official episode one after... Three months? Three months, roughly. Yeah, three months (laughs) since I released the trailer and I've uploaded nothing, so I apologize for that. It's been a kind of crazy year. It's been... Yeah, it really has been pretty crazy. Like, we've both been busy struggling or balancing school and just life in general. Yeah, (laughs) and I really picked a horrible time to start the podcast. No excuses. I started it two days after I came home to do school online, so that was probably not a good time to start it especially when you're just trying to get used to all this like oh we with corona like us having to go to online school getting used to all that stuff yeah COVID-19 is definitely shaking everything up so it's taken a while to get into the new rhythm but I think we're here now and we're gonna start doing episodes yeah and and COVID-19 has really just like changed our whole perspective on and it's gonna change our whole dynamic with the world yeah in the next like however months yeah i mean it's still changing but you know we do the best we can and here we are now so yeah. episode one with my friend uh brandon if you yep. want to introduce yourself well my name's yourself. brandon as he said there's really not <clears throat> too terribly much about me really i'm just college student getting ready to graduate hope to pursue a um career in speaking right okay so what kind of speaking are you like really interested in like, where do you really i'm not really set on where I want to be focused in and speaking. I've thought about being like a motivational speaker, thought about um, potentially poetry, um, storytelling, kind of. Okay. It just kind of depends. Right. It varies based on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> based on your mood. Um, do you have any experience speaking so far, like in front of people? Um, yeah, I spoke a little bit in front of um, my church, just a little bit. Okay. So how, how do you think that went on a scale i think it went actually really well there was a lot of positive feedback okay that's always good to have positive feedback granted there were some um negatives like occasionally i will speak a little fast but i always tend to backtrack just a little bit just to make sure that everybody understands what i'm talking about clearly and precisely especially with something in that um sense yeah and i feel like that dealing with the fast talking and the repetition that kind of stuff it all comes from practice with speaking so the more you speak the more you cut it out and that's what's great about these podcasts so i can go back and listen well podcast i've only released a trailer that's fair um (laughs) but being able to go back and listen to okay i said the word um a lot i said and a lot i'm talking really fast in these parts and it it really helps to go back and kind of check yourself and also with other people being able to talk back and forth yeah it gives you a way to really reflect on yourself in a way that you probably wouldn't have been able to reflect when you're actually speaking in front of somebody. Exactly, because you can't, you don't hear yourself when you're talking. Like, I find that I kind of go into autopilot at some points. Yeah. So, I don't even really know what I'm saying, which is 
a positive and a negative. Sometimes it can be bad, sometimes it can be good. But being able to go back and listen is really beneficial and helpful. Yeah, it'll allow you to see which areas you struggle with and which areas you don't. It'll allow you to figure out what you need to do with your life, or really what you need to do with when speaking. Like whether or not um, having something where you can actually have like bullet points and guidelines to help guide you with when you're giving a um, presentation or whatever it may be. Right. And that's just a good point, you know, we're college kids, so that, that's a good point even for college in general. Having these bullet points, having these notes, that has really kind of helped me, especially with my writing, having outlines and, you know, just figuring stuff out and planning ahead in general for, hmm. you know, podcasts and college and life. Outlines help so much. Absolutely. They, <laughs> they help you get all your thoughts down. They help you really be able to formulate an idea. Yeah, because I find that it it's more beneficial with outlines. I'll have maybe like a bullet point with like three words or a bullet point with like a main idea. So I'm not just reading, which I don't have that now because when I'm, I, I want to have, you know, just open general conversations. Yeah. But I find like, you know, having bullet points says, okay, this is what I, talk, what I want to talk about here. This is what I want to talk about here. And your actual words, what you're saying is fresh and it's natural and it's coming to you, but you still have a general outline, which is why I kind of prefer, you know, outline bullet points over a script or a yeah, I completely from. agree with that. That's how I write most of my stuff whenever I have to give a presentation at school or whenever I have to really just give a presentation in front of any number of people. I'm just like, okay, here's some here's a bullet point of probably like four or five words that gives the main idea and it allows me to expand on that right. without actually having to focus on, oh, I need to read this precisely. I need to read this precisely. It allows me to speak from the heart and that's really what um, I believe makes a good speaker yeah. is just by speaking from the heart. Absolutely. So this is a North Carolina podcast, kind of general. It's we're still tweaking the ideas. All I've released is a trailer, but that was my main focus was telling stories on and about North Carolina and you know people's experiences and just getting that aspect. So why don't you talk about you know your journey, how you got here, your life? Just start at the beginning, wherever you want to, wherever you want to start. Well, I mean, so I was born and raised in Florida, really, but I was adopted at birth and. Whenever I got adopted, my parents or my mother was actually from North Carolina. So we have family here and we throughout my first 12 years in Florida, we just kind of um, balanced coming to Florida or leaving Florida and going to North Carolina and so forth. But then all of our family in Florida just kind of moved up here so or around here. So we just decided, you know, we'll be around our family. We just ended up moving to North Carolina when I was 12. It was this or January of um, 2012. Hmm. So we ended up moving here, there, and then I've lived here for the rest of my life, really. And I'm 20 now, so yeah. I've been here for the last eight years. Would you say you prefer Florida or North Carolina? What do you think? Or is there really a comparison? I would say there's not too terribly big of a comparison. It really just depends on like if you want to be around a bunch of people or not. Which personally, I prefer to be around, like, be here and not around a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Especially whenever I want to go to town or whatever, I don't want to be stuck in traffic for 15 minutes to go two miles down the road. Right. Like, that's just not anything I want to deal with. Here, going, what is it like, eight miles? You can be there in like at most 10 minutes. Yeah. That's like nothing. Yeah. There's not heavy traffic. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, it's in relaxing. certain parts. Yeah, it's definitely relaxing, and at least where we're at. Yeah. Granted, even Raleigh's not as bad as, um, like, Jacksonville, Florida. It's not even in comparison. Yeah. It, it is kind of 
I would view Florida, you know, California, New York, all these states that are, I don't know if I would put Florida with New York and California, but all these states kind of have more tourist attractions, more mm -hmm. populated. I view them as kind of, you've got the heavy states that have heavy attraction and, you know, the big groups of people, and you always think about these states coming to the forefront, and then you've got like places like North Carolina that aren't really discussed that much, but also have these cool things like, you know, like Winston-Salem, right, all these cool places yeah. that are still kind of more low-key than you'd say like Jacksonville, California, Mm -hmm. all, all those places that are more, you know, mainstream or more heavily visited. So I think that's yeah. a good aspect in North Carolina is you can go to Winston-Salem, go to these Raleigh, go to these places, and you still get that taste of the city and get that taste of kind of like that. Yeah, like Wilmington. Yeah, Wilmington's exactly. Wilmington's great. Like, it's not too crowded, but there's also a lot of, like, things for people to do, especially if you're coming here just to, like, visit. There's tons of stuff for you to do, but not many people actually go there. And that's because I don't think, like, it's really that widely known to people. Like, hey, there's a lot to do here. Most people are like, oh, when we're in North Carolina, let's go to Raleigh, let's go here. But for someone who actually just wants to be, like, in the city, but not too terribly much, where it's like, oh, here is Raleigh with all this traffic, it's more low-key than Raleigh. Yeah. there, There's good in-betweens. Yeah. And that's also another thing that, you know, it's kind of a positive about North Carolina. I don't really know about Florida, but there's wide terrain changes. So you can go to the mountains and the, you know, the eastern part of the state, and then you go down to, like, the coast. And I know that there's that in a lot of states, but I don't really see that. I mean, obviously, California maybe because, I mean, the state's huge. It's like half, yeah. half the western seaboard. But there's, there's something about having mountains and having these wide changes in states that are more low-key that aren't. You know, huge. Yeah, so. there's a huge variety of just, like, things to do here, whether it be terrain or just, like, towns. Because every town is different. Every town is, has its own perks and, like, uniqueness to it. Right. How did you feel when you first met? Like, what was your general idea first coming? Did you rather want to stay in Florida? Was that just kind of a typical kid thing? I don't want to leave? Or Well, for, for me personally, it was like, oh, I don't want to leave because this is, like, all I've known my entire life. I don't really have any friends up there. I don't really have a reason to want to go there. Florida was like my home, but now that I've moved here, this became my home. This this is like the only place I actually want to live. Right. So yeah. So going going more back into your public speaking because you know this is a story podcast mm -hmm. and how you want to talk. Um, you said you don't really have a specific genre you want to speak on. Yeah. What are you drawn toward? Is there anything that you're specifically drawn towards though? What I would say I'm drawn towards would be more of helping people, trying to find a way to inspire people with my words, mm -hmm. which that can be with poetry or it could be with sharing my story in a motivational way. It, it's really just fluid. It's really whatever I feel like is going to benefit people the most, and I'm not exactly sure what that's going to do. Because like with poetry, you're reaching a certain demographic. You're reaching a certain type of people. But then with motivational speakers, you're also reaching a different demographic. You're reaching another set of people. So what demographic are you really interested in? Are you interested in hitting all people for different you know, poetry for that one demographic, um, public speaking for another? Is there anyone that you really hone in on? or For me personally, I love the age range between 14 and 25. That is like the age that I feel a need that people like that we need to help. That is the age where I feel like I can make the most impact because I feel like I can relate to them more than anybody. Right. So you're like kind of a, a youth you, yeah. you want to discuss with. Okay. Um, do you have any experience with that? I do. And I was actually at the church that I was at and when I was helping out there, I actually was teaching the youth there for a little bit. 
How'd that go? It went actually really well. They actually received the information well, and I made sure that it was very inclusive, so it wasn't like, oh, here I am just speaking to people. I wanted it to be inclusive, where we were pretty much having a conversation like me and you are doing right now, and also making it like, oh, here, let's go do this, let's go do this, let's make it where we're actually all having fun, where it's like, oh, I actually want to keep coming back. Right. So... How, how do you find, because that's something I've sort of struggled with, is keeping people's attention and getting a message across that people are interested in hearing and keeping the focus. So how do you find that you do that when you're speaking? I would say that the way that I find doing that is just making it relatable, finding right. a way where everybody can relate to it. Like for me, the biggest thing that almost every teenager struggles with is relationships. We all struggle with them at least sometime or another in our life. And... Whenever you can speak to people about that type of thing and be open about it, people are more likely to listen to you, especially if you have came through it, because sometimes people have been through it and can relate to that, and sometimes people are going through it right now, and they don't really know where to go. Yeah, I think it's awesome to have, because that, that is a big thing going on with people, and it's something that always comes up, even no matter what your age range is, that's yeah. something that is discussed, so it's nice being able to talk and relate to someone that's, that's speaking on that, so having current topics and events. And that's one thing I'm trying to figure out with this podcast is how to keep topics relevant and what people are interested in hearing. So I guess that takes from, you know, audience feedback. Yeah. But I'm interested in being able to discuss things, you know, people want to discuss. So yeah. whether that be stories from North Carolina or whatever that be, having it based around North Carolina history and based around North Carolina, because you know, I'm deep into history that's that's mm. my thing yeah that's I've, definitely your thing as you know I mean, i've got i'm starting a podcast on it but also just being able to reach out to people and you know discuss people and you know keep communication lines open because i podcasting has gotten bigger podcasting has definitely, definitely gotten very popular it's something that almost everybody does almost everybody that you know pretty much has a podcast it's at least people that are actually like popular and really big and even the ones that aren't, like you can see people reaching out and going into this podcast format because it's so much easier, so much easier than like creating music. It's so much easier than like, just like, well, I really don't even know what else it's like other than like music. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a real need for kind of long form open discussions like this. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, you know, your traditional news media, your traditional media, it's sound bites, you know, five, 10 minute clips. You can't really say that much, but when you've got long form, open, just have a conversation, what's said, said, I think that's really refreshing and people are open to listen to that. And I think it's a new form of media that's coming around and I only see it getting bigger. Yeah, definitely. My um, mass communications class at the college this past two like semester or the semester before that, um, we actually had to do research on podcasts and podcasts are becoming more and more trendy as we see more people don't want to listen to like a three minute song or a, um six minute like motivational speaker they want to listen to like a podcast where they actually can relate to them they want to listen where it's like we're having a conversation not just somebody um just talking to you right so i know you said you wanted to address you know the youth and doing with like relationships and discussing that and being a motivational speaker do you see podcasts playing into that, or do you view it as the traditional, you know, getting up on a stage, speaking to a class, that kind of stuff? The way, with the way that COVID-19 has affected our life, I feel like that podcasts are a great platform for, for that, because there's no telling when we will actually be able to safely get in front of a large crowd of people and actually speak to them and be able to inspire them 
So I feel like podcasts are a very great way and a very efficient tool to reach people. Yeah, absolutely. You see it with, um, especially with COVID-19 going on, you see this trend towards digital media more and more in digital forms of, I know they're having like, like Fortnite had a concert, like stuff like yeah. that where things that are normally big crowd events are happening online. And that can be scary. That can be kind of like, I don't know about having everything go online. Yeah. But it's also, you know, beneficial because you're able to have conversations. You're able to speak to people like what we're doing right now, which you might want to do this on a stage. I would not want to do this on a stage, <laughs> but you might. And even if you aren't able to, you know, right now due to COVID, it's still enable, it enables you to be able to get out and discuss this. And people are yeah. able to hear it. And I think you're able to reach a wider audience because everyone can't fit into a gymnasium. Everyone yeah. can't fit into an auditorium. Which is a great thing with like being able to record services or being able to record um, what you're actually talking about because it allows people who weren't allowed to, or like weren't able to make it or whatever it may be, they can still hear it afterwards and they yeah. can still be impacted. Yeah. That is what I love about having technology, which technology can be used for good and bad things, but ultimately, as long as we're using it for the right way, it can be beneficial and it can help inspire people. It can help reach people. Yeah, because I mean, everyone has a phone. Relatively, everyone has a phone. So, yeah. And podcasts are easy to access. I mean, this podcast is available on half the apps it says it's available on. I don't even know what they are. Never heard of them. So, I mean, there's so many ways to access and be available to this information. And anyone can start one. I was, I was doing research like, hey, how to start a podcast? What do you need? And it was like, do you have a microphone? You're good. Cool ready to go and it's like that kind of caught me off guard i was like anyone can do this and it's yeah. not it's so much more accessible and i think that was an appeal of youtube back in the day it was it was so accessible to everyone to it be the, a content creator yeah exactly and it everyone's available to do it it's so easy to get your message out and especially here on a longer format mm -hmm. it's just easy to talk and reach mass amounts of people that all have their phones yeah for so sure i think that's one thing i think we're gonna see trending in yeah. the future, even more than already is. I would say that more than likely in the next five to ten years, we're going to see a huge like rise in people doing podcasts and actually using platforms like you're using. I can see it definitely spiking, for sure. Because, for example, I see a lot of like popular artists, popular um, like YouTubers, popular just people who are popular starting to create podcasts as a way to reach their viewers and actually make it feel more trendy more popular more where they feel connected yeah and like you see comedians do it you see you know like you said everyone's doing it mm -hmm. and i think that really it does speak to the accessibility and it goes back to our current situation with covid19 it allows people to like comedians everybody to get up and keep their audience active because i would think it would be hard as a comedian to you know exist or anybody that's doing these public appearances in this time but these podcasts have so much more access yeah. now. And I think that's a fantastic thing for people. But, okay, so going back to your discussions, where do you, th I don't know much about public speaking. I don't know much about, you know, being an inspirational speaker, doing that kind of stuff. How do you get started? Where do you go? So pretty much what I have done, like whenever I did my own research, it really just starts with you have to find somewhere that allows you to speak like an open mic night, that's really the best place because you never know who's going to be sitting in the crowd. You never know who is going to actually give you the opportunity to speak in front of people. Because I've actually read a bunch of stories while I was doing my research and there was these people who would speak in front of like 
a coffee shop or like a bar or whatever and somebody would be in the crowd and they're like hey I will pay you if you come speak to like this group of people like I need somebody like you to tell your story and try inspiring somebody to speak or inspiring the people in our crowd so can you please come and speak I will pay you and that's how they got started and then the more and more people that heard it they started getting bigger and bigger you right. just have to find somewhere that you can speak at and that's another going back see it all doubles back mm-hmm. going back to like Wilmington these places that are you know urbanizing and are, and are open you know we've looked at coffee shops ourselves that have open mic nights and that kind of stuff so even people in North Carolina can go to these open mics and discuss and speak and possibly get picked up and there's places that are really accessible for stuff that I didn't even know about until looking into it with you yeah so I'm there's a lot more open mic night, open mic night places than you would think in Wilmington and like Fayetteville. There's so many different opportunities and availabilities that we don't even realize, and that is, that's coming from people who actually live around here. Like we don't even realize the amount of potential that we have in our towns that are like right nearby. Yeah, and there's so many like you know, hidden gems or whatever you want to yeah. call them of places that are you know good to visit. You've got the open mic nights, the coffee shops, the hole in the wall barbecue places, the Food trucks. Yeah. It's stuff that you Food don't... trucks are becoming more and more popular. Like, people want to go to that, especially college-age students. Like, I know a lot of my friends, they like going to food trucks because it's something new. It's something unique. It's something that they can feel connected. Yeah, and that's that's an appeal of a lot of that kind of stuff is it's it's new. And I've... I don't think I've actually ever eaten in a, in a food truck. I don't think I have. I actually ate at a food truck in California because I've done a lot of traveling you throughout um, the United States. Like, I've been to Vegas. I've been to Tennessee. been to um, West Virginia, Virginia, um, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, all these different places. And food trucks, I've seen them all throughout the, all throughout the different states. And they've become more and more popular. People love to eat there and you can find so many different genuine and unique people there that actually care about you and care about the business there yeah and that's one thing that i've really been excited about thinking about going to opening mic nights going to coffee shops going to these places is being able to interact and talk to people i mean like i said this podcast is based around storytelling and you know just people and talking to people and getting their stories specifically for north carolina but you know just listening to people and i don't that might be a disadvantage of podcasts. That might be a disadvantage of everything going digital is you don't have those just open communications with people you you've can't never build met. Connections, like real life connections. It's hard. It's definitely a lot harder over technology to actually build these real life connections because we get so consumed with our social media presence. We get so consumed with all these different um, can, like presences that we have as far as like social media that we, a lot of times we try to, we forget who we are. We forget the type of people that we want to be. And we are like, oh, I want to be this person. I want to be this person. But it's not who we are. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things get filtered on social media. And you see the best of the best. And when you're seeing that constantly, I feel like after you're seeing nothing but the best of the best, you assume that's the standard. Yeah. And when you're viewing nothing but the best as the standard, then you begin to feel like you're subpar. Like you're, like you're below standard. Yeah. And you start... You start to like doubt yourself. You start to believe that you're not good enough to do anything because all you see is the best of like pictures on Instagram. For example, all of us just post pictures on our Instagram that we think is the best. Yeah. Nobody posts a picture that they think is the worst because they want the most likes, they want the most followers, they want the most people to be talking about them. But that's not real life. That's just one second. That's just one picture that we see. 
It's not their entire life. And a lot of times I feel like we forget that, that that's not their entire life. Everybody struggles with something, but we forget that. We're insensitive. I would say in some regards we are, and maybe that's, you know, a double-edged sword with technology, but maybe you could almost spin that in a positive for podcasts because it is such a longer format. It's not the Instagram post or the soundbite or the caption, but it is longer form, but ultimately I still think that any online digital media, you're still going to have that sort of disconnect. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's important to unplug, and that's why I think these coffee shops with these... You know, open mic nights, these places, I know we talk about that a lot, but I think that's why they're so valuable is because you do get that human interaction. You get that just meeting people, and I think that's very valuable, and that shouldn't be lost even in our you know, post-COVID-19 world or the world yeah. we're moving into. And we're moving into a digital age. Like, we are. Technology is going to be up there one day, and it's probably going to be in our generation eventually. Very late, but... It's going to be there, and we're going to see how much technology has changed from just when we were our age right now, like 19 and 20. Yeah. We're going to see a huge difference by the time we're 60. Yeah, and it's interesting. The more you look at it, you know, looking at it from a historical perspective, you see how rapidly technology is moving. Like, you look at – so the Great Depression, in North Carolina, Great Depression, post-World War One. a lot of these rural southern places didn't get electricity – until the 1920s and the 19, well, the 1930s, when you had these groups set up, you know, trying to get people back working with these work groups that really brought electricity back. So that's the 1930s, just getting electricity in North Carolina. And look where we are, 2020, barely, I think, roughly around 100 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know, I'm bad at math. But <laughs> I'm, it's not my strong suit. 100 years, and look, we've... SpaceX just launched a rocket and landed it back and sent people to the International Space Station. That's an incredible leap if you looked at 1930 to 1830, the mm-hmm. progress was made. So when you look at the rapid increase in technology, can be it can almost be frightening at times yeah. looking at what's ahead. Even 40 years from now, the massive jump in technology we could see. Yeah, definitely. So one thing I'm interested in is whether podcasting will follow that and be included in that or what digital forms we have now that we're using will get swept away and get pushed, you know, to the wayside by these. Yeah. I definitely feel like podcasts have the potential to adapt, but if they are, I'm not really, I can't really say for certain because there's so many different things like, well, when did like Instagram come out? Or even Facebook. Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah, like early 2000s. Before that, there was MySpace. That died out in the matter of like what? I mean, you know, new things come along and knock out old things. So is podcasts going to be the TV killer, the thing which I think it could be? And is that going to be the thing that kills, you know, network TV and that kind of stuff? Maybe. I don't know. Is there something that's going to come along to knock out and kill podcasts? Who knows? Maybe. But I think that's... An exciting thing that comes along with technology, yeah, as well changes as changes, can be exciting. It can, it can be, it can be daunting, it can be concerning, but it also it can be exciting. Yeah, definitely. It's something to look forward to. I, I would not look at it from a place of anxiety. I would look at it from a place of excitement for the current times. But I think that our general access to technology, especially these younger ages, really do affect people mentally. You know, we say, you know, don't look at it anxiously, look at it excitingly. 
But when you've got something in your hand that's updating you constantly, hey, this is a new thing happening. New bad things just happen. New bad things just happen. Because you don't really get updates of, hey, this great new thing just happened. You get usually the negatives. Yeah. And I think that can seriously affect people mentally. And I think in our new digital age that we're moving into, there still needs to be a, a break and a step back and say, hey, this is not all of this affects me. And I feel like we can get feelings that everything affects us when it's shoved in our face, but not everything has a direct effect. Yeah, definitely. So um, in our new age, it's definitely going to take a lot of regulation and a lot of looking at into the actual because we're still it's getting rapidly censored it's getting rapidly controlled but i think we're still on the edge of the wild west of the internet of the still not really knowing what's going on not having a lot of laws concerning it and 30 40 years from now there's probably gonna be a lot more and it's probably gonna be a lot unrecognizable from today but i think there's gonna be a lot more control and a lot more clear stability yeah definitely i feel like there's probably gonna be a lot more stability at least in the future yeah with laws and all these changing things you look at when new things come along there's always uh there seems always to be a gap in between the new items that are coming along the new inventions the new time and laws and things that catch up to that and what laws might come around from technology we might even see now like when you look at the Industrial Revolution, what we had before were the workshops where we had, you know, child labor and all these kind of horrible things. It took a while for that regulation to become a thing. And now factories aren't nearly as dangerous as they used to be with the yeah. upgrades in technology, with the advanced laws. Things change and things become safer. So I think that the Internet will change. It will become more accessible than it already is. Who knows where that will lead. But yeah. That's kind of a scary thought if you think about it because we already have so much access to the internet itself, but we don't really have any. And that's kind of a terrifying thought just to think like with all of the access that we already have, it can still go so much further. Yeah, what can be done with it? Because it, it does seem almost limitless what can be done. And that yeah. Like look at the AI technology that's happening right now. <sighs> Like, honestly, it's crazy. It's like they can adapt to the changing environment as it is right now. And that's just crazy. Yeah, that. I hope, I hope that there's regulation and there's people looking at this from a cynical perspective. Because I know I am. I'm, I'm generally a kind of more cynical person and a more like I can see the negative of things more than I can see the positives, which can be a, can be a bad thing. I, I try to change it. But I hope there are people, I think that's a percent that needs to be had. Yeah, definitely. And I hope there are people that are looking at it and saying, okay, these are the great things that can happen. What are some negatives that can happen? What can we control to stop these negatives? And I think it's just going to take regulation and time, which is a scary thing to think that, you know, it will take time. Yeah. If you could, if you could do anything with your public speaking, like, what level would you want to take it to? Define, like, what, what do you mean by level? How far would you want to go? What do you want to do as far as, like, speaking in booked-out auditoriums, speaking in sports centers? And, like, is that what you're talking about? Like, Billy Graham, Joe Rogan-level attendance? Yeah, pretty that, much like that. Like, I want to be able to reach the mass media. I want to be able to reach the masses, really. I want to be able to – and it's not even for me, like, oh, I want to be popular. I don't even care about that. I just want at least one person in – 
the area that I'm speaking in to at least understand and get something for what I'm saying in a positive outlook. I don't want anything that I say to be a negative on anybody. Granted, everybody's opinions are different and I'm probably going to say something that offends at least one person. And that's okay. I understand. I'm not perfect. I can't say everything right all the time. But I hope that at least I can impact somebody with the things that I say in a positive way. Yeah. Do you draw from any life experiences, like coming into these sessions? I know you talk about you know wanting to relate to people and touch people's heart and do that kind of stuff. Is there any like I mean, how do you balance relating life experiences with just telling stories that affect people? How how do you balance it where it is motivational and still like, hey, this is okay, we're getting through this, and you telling your life? How do you balance that, or what do you draw from? How much do you draw? Well, for me personally, like I'm an optimist as it is. I believe the best in everybody. I believe the best in every situation. I believe everything happens for a reason. So no matter what situation I'm going through, I try to look at the positives and I try to see that, oh, just because this happened does not mean it's the end. There's always something good that can come from it. I might not see it in the moment. And if I can't see that in the exact moment, I don't draw from that. I don't let it affect me. And I don't let it necessarily um, be my driving factor for, oh, this is what I'm going to tell you about until I know the, for a fact that I can get through this. Because we're all human. We all mess up. We all feel things. Like, for me personally, it took me a while to get through um, the heartbreak that I had probably two years, two and a half years ago. And I couldn't really speak about it for give or take about six to eight months because I wasn't sure what I was doing with my life really. I wasn't really sure where to go from there. But once I finally got to the place where I was like, okay, I know that I can, I'm going to get through this. I know that I am finally in a place where I can speak about this and hopefully someone who has gone through the same thing that I have will be able to relate to this, will be able to understand where I'm coming from and understand that just because this bad thing happened does not mean that's the end. That eventually... I'm going to find somebody. Eventually, they're going to find somebody. Eventually, everything is going to work out. Right. Huh, that, that is a very optimistic take. It's very But I think that, that lends credit to your speaking, to be able to pull from these personal experiences and be able to, to take these personal events. And I think it makes it more relatable because you can tell when you're talking to someone if they just have no experience or they're clueless, which... Yeah. That might be how I sound on this podcast. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm preaching to the choir. But I think you can tell when someone's not genuine or someone is... Yeah, you can tell the authenticity of somebody whenever they're actually speaking. Like, you can tell when they're speaking from the heart and they're like, okay, I've been through this. I understand where you're coming from. I know this sucks. I know this hurts. But I've been through this and I know that you can get through this. It's going to take time. I understand. A lot of times we have people that try telling us what to do without actually understanding in a way because either A, they haven't completely let go of that hurt, let go of that pain and actually decided to move forward or they just haven't been through it in the same exact way that you have and they can't relate to you. I, I think that can be a, a big issue is being able to relate and I, especially with your demographic with the you know 14 to 20 something, whatever you said. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a genuine need there with people of that, I mean, even our age, of one to speak someone that does seem genuinely concerned and genuinely into it. Because we've all heard the, you know, the, the talks and the speeches about, you know, whatever from someone, you know, 
who knows how old. And like, oh, you can get through this. Like, yeah, you're completely fine. But it's like, I know for a fact, like a lot of our generation is like, you know, they don't really understand what I'm going through. Like, this is a different time. And yes, it is a different time. A lot of we do, like we personally feel like we can't relate to an older generation with our personal experiences in a way that we can with somebody our age. Yeah. And I think that comes full circle. Like, you know, talking to someone 10, 15 years younger than us. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I think you, you, you see a divide in every generation. It isn't a you know, young person. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a young person, older person. But I think you see that with every age group. And that's why I think there's a value in listening to people your own age. Yeah. And because, I mean, there's a value in everything. There's a value in talking to people that are older. There's so much more experience there. There's the wisdom and there's the, you know, life experience. But then you also have, it's also nice to talk to someone that's like, hey, I'm in here with you. I'm where you are. I was just where you are. I get it. I'm in it. Here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's how I got through. Yeah. And granted, like the things that we have to go through, like, for example, I might go through a heartbreak and you go through one. We might not go through the exact same thing, but we might be able to understand where they're coming from and be able to take pieces from what they said and apply it to our own life and our own situation. Because every situation is different. Every story is not going to be the exact same, but we can always take and learn from everybody. Right. I think that's a valuable thing to be able to do is to take experiences and take lessons from a wide variety of people. I, I think yeah. it's overlooked sometimes is how important mass communication, I guess you could say. Yeah. Talking to someone, even someone younger, even like, hey, what's going on in your world? What's going on at your level? Yeah. And that's why, you know, bring it back full circle uh, to podcasting. I think that's why it's so valuable is because you can talk to people and listen to, well, not talk to people, you can send them messages. You should send them messages to this podcast if you have something you'd like to say. Shameless plug there. Um, <laughs> but you can listen to people and be like, okay, this is what these guys are talking about. I might, might not be able to relate to that situation personally. That's a very specific situation, like what we've been talking about. Yeah. Everyone listening to this probably can't relate to moving from Florida at 12 years old and coming to North Carolina after their family moved there. Yeah. Some people might be able to. Some people might not. Yeah. But it's knowing, okay, he's going through a situation that I can kind of relate to. I've been in that I've I've been there. I've not been in that specific spot, but yeah. I know what's going on. I feel that. Yeah, I know what it's like to move around and not necessarily feel like I where I got to the point where it felt like I didn't really want to move because that's all I knew. Yeah, and I feel like that's a big thing is understanding that there is people out there that can help you. There is people out there that can that you can talk to about it. And a lot of times I feel like we forget that, which. Personally, for me, I forgot about it whenever I moved up to North Carolina. I forgot to really talk to somebody because I didn't feel like anybody could relate to me because we live in a small town where it's like, hey, nobody really leaves this little area. And we put ourselves in a sheltered little box or I put myself in a sheltered little box. Yeah. And I think people do that even moving anywhere, or having any new experience, like a new job or going to you know, college or going to, uh, going to high school or middle school. Yeah. You kind of... If you don't already know people, there is a tendency to you know, hide back in your shell and come back and form protective barriers. And maybe that's a healthy thing to do at certain extents. I don't know. Not a psychologist. Thought I wanted to do it for a while. Nope, not my thing. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to get into that. But it's also important to be able to listen to somebody say, hey, I was there. 
even though you think no one relates to you and no one's been where you are, funnily enough, everyone relates to that. Yeah. Everyone knows the feeling that no one knows how they're feeling. Yeah. And that's almost funny way. Like every, I feel like that happens in most every generation. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's because like most people hear what you're saying, but they're not actually listening. We yeah. get caught in this place where it's like, oh yeah, I heard what you said, but I don't actually, I'm not actually listening. I'm not retaining that information. It's just going in one ear and out the other. It's having a, a conversation instead of a discussion. I yeah. guess that's a way to, yeah, because when you have like, or yeah, kind of, I would say not necessarily a discussion because when you have a discussion, it's like, oh, we're going back and forth. It's more of, oh yeah, I heard what you said and I'm like, okay, yeah, I understand. And then you just go about your life without really even caring or even listening, really. Because when you listen, you're taking in what they're saying and you're really trying to understand what they're going through, understanding the situation, understanding whatever they're talking about. But when you're just hearing, or yeah, when you're just hearing, it's like, okay, I heard what you said. I'm not going to do it right now. I'm not going to actually do this. I'm not actually going to care, that type of thing. Yeah, and there's an importance to being heard as well as, and when when someone's talking to you, there's an importance to being able to just sit and listen. Mm-hmm. There's something about, I've known when I've discussed my problems with people, I don't, which is very rare, <laughs> probably not healthy, but very rare. Um, I find that a lot of times, I think this applies to people in general, it's less of a feeling of, hey, I'm coming to you with this because I want you to solve this. I need to know what to do. It's more of, hey, I want you to listen because this has been building up inside me for a long time and I just need to get this out. Yeah. I, I don't need a solution. I don't need an answer. I just need to know, hey, I hear you. And maybe that's an advantage of talking to people your own age and talking to people around your age. Because it's like, hey, I've been there. I get it. Just talk. Just listen. Yeah. That would be a... I could see that being an advantage of doing your speaking. Doing your... Because that's the audience you're you know, drawn towards and tried towards. That could be an advantage because you're able to relate to them on that level. Mm-hmm. For sure. Here's a question, though. Okay. As you as you grow older, I'm gonna you, have to change my demographic. That's what I was gonna ask. Is your audience gonna I'm, follow you? I mean, the way that I try to speak to people is where everybody can relate to me. Granted, I'm probably with my current age, I'm probably gonna relate more to, like I said, like a 14 to 26 year old. I'm probably gonna relate more to them because they're closer to my age range, and we all kind of struggle and deal with the same things. Whenever I get a little bit older. I'll have more experiences and I'll be able to talk about more things with people that have been through that. People that are our age now, whenever we're like, give or take 45, they aren't going to be able to relate as much because most of them probably haven't had to deal with like a loss of a job, which I'm hoping I don't have to deal with that. (laughs) But like that happens, that's a part of life. We're gonna have to deal with a lot more serious matters yeah instead of like what we're dealing with now which don't get me wrong what we deal with now are serious because they help build us into the people that we are supposed to be but that's not the big picture i guess you can say because there's still so much more we can learn throughout our life yeah and we've just started getting to it which is a little daunting that yeah we had this conversation last night it's a little daunting thinking that you know everything up to college is kind of Planned out. Yeah, it, it's you seem to like okay, you go through 
middle school, elementary, middle, high school, that's what you do. Hopefully, maybe you're not, there's, this is a little more fluid. You might go to college. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe not. Yeah. But after that, it's like, okay, here yeah. I am. I'm yeah. in the real world. What am I going to do with it? Yeah. And you look back and realize, okay, I don't know what I'm doing from now on. Like, like I have a general idea. I know what I'd like to do, but yeah. what do I do right now? And maybe that's another benefit of doing your speaking is because you're a little bit older because you be a, as you grow a little bit and you're talking to people a little bit younger than you, but still in that demographic, you can say, hey, I got out. This is what I did. This is yeah. like, look at it from this perspective. Maybe this is not the perspective that you need to take because we all are going through different things. We all have our own perspectives, but this is what helped me get to where I am today. Yeah, this is a general a general direction in the roadmap you're you're drawing right now. Yeah. This is a general way to go and a general way to to look at which I think people need. I don't which <clears throat> it's not like oh I don't, like I don't want to tell people like oh you have to do this. It's more of I will help guide you if you need it. Right. Like I want to lead by example, not force somebody to go down a route they don't want to go. I want to lead by example. I want to show them, hey, this is what I've been through. This is how I got there. Granted, I know I've made mistakes all along the way, and I probably wouldn't, I shouldn't make these mistakes again, but I learned from this. I hope you won't make the same mistake, but I understand that you're your own person, and maybe you might have to go through that mistake so you learn the right way. You learn the right path, because I believe mistakes can help us actually become the people we need to be. It'll help us learn and reach our full potential. Very well said. Learning in any facet, I think, is is very important. You never stop learning. You should never stop striving to learn. Yeah. And it all goes back, like I've said multiple times, <laughs> to podcasts. If you can't tell, I love podcasts. <laughs> it goes back to learning because you can talk about anything. There's podcasts for anything. You can go learning whether it's like... And not just podcasts, there's online schools, there's online stuff that knowledge has never been more accessible. And I think it's a very valuable yeah. thing. Yeah. Like with us, with us going to college, like the amount of ebooks that are allowed now. Yeah. Like we can have ebooks, and that's how we, we can just like look up our um, book right on our phone or our computer or whatever it may be. We don't actually have to have that physical copy. Everything's right here where it's all accessible for us. Yeah. And that, that can be a very good thing because I can <clears throat> listen to my textbooks i can literally have them play audio on like the drive to wherever going to get some food i can listen to it yeah. you know working out in the yard i can have it playing everything's much more accessible and knowledge in general i think might not be easier to attain because i think there's still a struggle of i mean learning is learning is a thing learning is a journey yeah. but the information is there is much more available now mm-hmm. and I think that serves as a credit to technology wherever that may go right now there's a tally for technologies that information is much more accessible if we're keeping a tally yeah but there's with the technology there's also a lot of distractions like we have snapchat we have instagram we have twitter we have facebook we have all these different things that can distract us from actually being able to learn and that's a sad thing it is it's Everything has a double-edged sword when you've got every, yeah. you've got everything in your pocket, and then you've got everything in your pocket, and it can be 
that exact same statement can be said both very good and very bad. I've got, you've got all the knowledge you can have in your pocket right there, ready to go. Mm -hmm. You have every distraction in your pocket, in there, in your hand, ready to go. And that requires discipline. That requires determination and a a need and want to learn, which I think is a skill that people need to develop. Yeah. And maybe that lends itself to that. Going back, and I probably should have started the podcast with this, but, and maybe this is a good way to start a podcast. I might start it, but going in, circling around, full circle again, <laughs> back, who is Brandon? Who are you? Who am I? That's who are you? such a weird question. I don't it really is. know how to answer that question, That's really. That's why I chose it. Because Put you on the spot. Who is Brandon? Because, I mean, Brandon, in my opinion, is constantly changing i'm never going to be the same person as i was yesterday i'm always going to i hope that i'm always going to be learning because i need to learn i need to be able to grow like i hope that i won't make the same mistake that i made two years ago or three (laughs) years ago 10 years ago whatever it may be i don't want to keep making the same mistakes and never learn and never grow from it so i would say that i'm a constantly changing person so who is brandon brandon is growing that's that's who Brandon is. Yeah, Brandon I'm growing, growing and changing. I'm constantly okay. adapting to the world around me. That that's a pretty good answer. That that's a pretty good answer. That was good. I was not expecting that. That was a that caught you caught me off guard with the question I meant to caught you off guard. <laughs> Excellently done. Okay. All right. On so a, here's the thing. Okay. Who's Michael? That's a very good question. I wish I had an answer for you on that one. No. Um. You know. I'm going to steal your answer. Michael is changing. He's rapidly changing. Probably, hopefully for the better. I guess yeah, we'll find out. Like you're learning more about yourself. Yeah. I A year ago, I would not have thought I would have been doing a podcast right now. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought I'd been going to college right now. I wouldn't have thought anything really. I, I, it's amazing how fast we change. When things happen, I would have never thought any of this would be a thing. Any of this would be possible. Yeah, but here we are. And Our circumstances force us to change, force us to grow. Yeah, they do. And people, like you said, constantly growing, changing, and moving. So, the Michael of today, whoever he may be, the history obsessed podcaster, apparently may not be the same person tomorrow. Exactly. Who knows what I'll be tomorrow, a week from now, a year from now? Who knows where that will take me? Who knows where life will take me? And I. I'm trying to teach myself to be open about that and to be willing to accept that I don't know where I'm going. And that... It's terrifying. That is very terrifying. I was just there not too long ago trying to figure out where I wanted to go to college, what I wanted to do with my life. Like, (laughs) I had no idea. I had to make the decision based off of what I know about myself in that moment. And luckily, I think I made a moderately right decision. Okay. (laughs) A moderately right decision. I mean, it's going to help push me into the direction I need to go anyways. Yeah. So, here I am. As long as you're moving in a forward direction. Always forwards, never always, backwards. Always forwards, never backwards. Oorah. Unless, like, you know, you're pulling back a drawstring and you're shooting yourself forward, but... <laughs> that's, that's the analogy I thought of, like a uh, bow. Sometimes you got to go backwards before you can go forwards, but... You don't want to keep going backwards. That's the thing. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I I've, didn't know where that analogy was going, yeah. but 
Well, now you do. That's 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 a fair <laughs> analogy. That that's okay. Okay. Where do you want to see yourself five years from now? Five years from now, I hope to see myself graduating college and jump-starting my career. Hopefully where I'm speaking in front of people, maybe not. But I know in the next five years, I'm going to be exactly where I need to be. Very well said. That was a very poetic answer. Okay. So, even if you're not speaking in front of people, even if you're not doing public speaking, is it, is it called public speaking? Am I, am I calling that wrong? Am I correct in saying public speaking? Because I've said that. I mean, I don't really think there's a proper term to say, especially with someone who isn't set with what they want to do. Like, I'm not necessarily a poet. I'm also not necessarily a motivational speaker. I don't really have a label, Right. if that makes sense. I'm just focusing on I want to speak publicly. You're a speaker. Yeah. So even if you're not being a speaker, even if you're not speaking five years from now, Wherever you are, you hope to be happy with it. You yeah, to- because I have to believe in myself, like believe that I'm going to be making the decisions to still be able to inspire people, still be able to help people, no matter what I'm doing with my life. Would you ever consider speaking and speaking engagements and doing inspirational, whatever you like to say? Would you consider doing that not as a career? Yeah, I would. So how how would that work? not speaking as a career but also speaking i feel like it would be just really finding a balance between um my work schedule and that i would have like for example with my degree that i plan on going into which is in public relations i will have the opportunity to speak on behalf of companies i will be able to formulate a bunch of different plans to um make public image good i will be able to do all those types of things and I should be able to have the opportunity to speak to people. It might not be the exact way that I hope to speak to people, like um, inspiring them with um, my experiences, but I will still be able to inspire people in some way. And really, all of it's gonna be just a huge learning experience. I will have to find the time, really. Right. How do you see social media playing into that with your inspirational speaking plus being, Do you see social media as being a form or do you, like we discussed, podcasting, all that kind of stuff, being forms of communication now? How do you view social media playing into that? I feel like social media is, plays a big part in it because so many people, like almost everybody we know is on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and now even TikTok. Like all these different things have become so popular and so well known that everybody's on it. You won't find almost anybody without at least one of those apps. So many people are so consumed with it. And right now we live in a time where we can actually get the word out. We can actually speak to people without actually having to speak to people, if that makes sense. Like you won't actually have to be physically there with them you can just take a video on your phone and people can hear what you say and and that plays in with podcasts like like what we're doing right now with a microphone we don't even have to um, physically be there with anybody else but people can still hear us yeah which is a very interesting concept i don't think 150 years ago that would have even been conceived perhaps yeah i I even had a kind of a revelation coming into this podcast today in our, in our grand studio. Um, I thought about what I wanted this podcast to resemble 
in a historical scenario, mm-hmm. what historical event I would like this podcast to do. And that would be the Fireside Chats. The Great Depression, um, Roosevelt, FDR. Mm-hmm. With his Fireside Chats, was it FDR? Maybe. I don't know. Gotta look that up. I, th- I think it was FDR. That's a shame. Um, but as far as I chats, President of the United States during the Great Depression, kind of during that era, would sit down on radio and just talk with the general public. And it was a way to have an informal dispersion of communication and dispersion of information in an informal way that it was just talking casually, but the information was getting out of there. And that's what I want this to kind of be like. Like this has been a very casual conversation, but we've we've touched on a lot. We've touched on going through heartbreak and plotting your course in life and how technology's scary and and also oh, beneficial. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that can be discussed openly when it's not such a rigid format. Like we yeah. were talking earlier, and he's like, "I didn't prepare a script for this. I didn't. I don't have anything prepared." And it's like. That's what makes it good. That's yeah, what because I believe like speaking from the heart is the most genuine way to reach people. It's really the only way that I want to reach people. I don't want to have like this full on script. I don't want to have this um, whole plan for what I'm doing and what I'm speaking. I just want to speak with what I feel like I need to speak on. Like we said before, I think that's the best yeah. form. I think that's the most meaningful and motivational form. The future will be interesting, whether we're sure. speaking in the public or, you know, whatever we may do, the future will be interesting. And it will be interesting to look back on this podcast five years from now, yeah. if it's still up. I don't know how, the, maybe the internet's going to get wiped. I don't know. But it'll be interesting to look and look back and see the journey we've taken so far in our own lives. I don't know what you, I can speak for experience. The journey I've taken in the last two years has been shocking the the yep, level of, the level of change that happens just in two years can be man like i'm not the same person i was five years ago that's kind of scary because five years ago i had a whole different plan for my life and here i am dealing like just living the way that i am now trying to inspire people that's really not what i was hoping for i was more about myself and mm-hmm. i wasn't being true to myself yeah and now i'm finally getting back to who i want to be I'm in the exact same boat a year from now. Even a, a year ago, I wasn't even thinking about doing history as a career. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was thinking about doing clinical psychology. And looking back with an objective eye from right now, that was an incorrect choice. Um, mm-hmm. But I wasn't being true to myself. I wasn't following. I knew I loved history and it was my passion. But I wasn't following it. I thought, okay, clinical psychology is cool. Let's go into that. And then I realized how much schooling it took and how difficult it was to actually get started. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. So I switched to dental hygiene. Off the wall. Don't know why I chose it. I did. And for a while, even I was even doing historical stuff. Like I was doing living history events. I was doing these events. And I still thought, yeah, I want to be a dental hygienist. And it took me actually talking to dental hygienists and actually seeing what was going on to realize, okay, I know this is cool. I know that I could be successful doing this. This isn't what I want to do. I'm not drawn to this. And it took being active in history and it took being active in these fields to realize, okay, this is what I like. This is what I enjoy. This is is something I could see myself doing even if I don't get paid for it. And that's 
probably the best advice I've ever gotten is when you're looking at a job and you're looking at a career, what's something that you would do every day even if you were getting no money from it? And I realize that for me that that's teaching history, whether that be in museums or whether that be in a college or whatever that be. It's teaching and discussing history is my, and just talking to people is my thing. I would do this every day if I wasn't getting a dime from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something valuable that everyone needs to look into. When you're looking at a career or anything, even any stage in your life, this isn't, I personally don't think this is something that only comes around, you know, when you're leaving college or getting into college, especially not leaving college, but getting into college, I don't think that's something that you've missed your window if you're out of this. I feel like any stage in your life, you can say, hey, what do I really want to do? What, what yeah. am I drawn towards? What am I inspired towards? Even if that's not a career you can do at this point, maybe it's doing making shoes. Making shoes, for example. I've even thought and looked into like, okay, it'd be cool to make some shoes. And I looked more into it. I was like, oh, wouldn't like that. Not my thing. Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> wouldn't want to make shoes. Um, but maybe that's your thing. Maybe you look into it and go, wow, I love this. I really want to make shoes. Just do it. Even if you're like 60, just do it. Even if you're yeah, you do what setting makes you your happy. job, just do it. You're not going to regret doing something. You're not going to regret doing something like that. Yeah, you're not going to regret doing something that actually makes you happy. You're going to regret doing the things that don't make you as happy as you thought. Look into doing... One thing I've kind of tried to teach myself to do is look into doing weird things. Yeah. Like barrel making. I looked into making barrels. Like, I, I, I had this conversation with myself. I was like, why don't we put things in barrels anymore? Barrels are such an awesome form of storage and shipment, and they're just cool looking. And I learned something. I learned that why we don't use them is because they're so hard to make. I was like, yo, I want to try to make a barrel. And then I looked, and I was like, wow. Yep, not doing that. That's why we don't use barrels anymore. (laughs) But just looking into that, I went in with a no perspective. I thought, okay, that's a cool-looking barrel. Let's make those. And I left realizing, whoa, that's not for me. Can't do that. Not going to do that. But I learned something, and I think that's valuable. And I think that even if you... Maybe there's something you've always wanted. Maybe you've always wanted to make shoes. Let's let's stick with that analogy. Maybe you've always wanted to make shoes. And just look into it. Maybe it's not your thing. Maybe you look into it and go, oh, wait, nope, that's not what I thought it was. Not interested. Not my thing. Okay, cool. Now you're not going to live with that regret of, darn, I wish I did that. Wow, I wish I went into that. Because you tried. You looked into it. And it's like, whoa, that's really not my thing. And if you keep going through that, Eventually, you're going to find something that is your thing. Maybe it's painting. Maybe it's drawing. Maybe it's exercise. Whatever it is, find your thing and run with it. No matter how old you are or what your life is, just run with it. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. You just got to stay true to yourself. And if you're like, okay, this is something I really want to do with my life, you owe it to yourself to at least try it. Absolutely. It's... No matter, like, if it fails, at least you can say at the end of the day that I tried this. And I, like, you can say I did this. Regardless of how it turned out, I put the work in. I tried to actually do this for myself. I would rather look back at something and go, wow, that was dumb. Why did I get into that? Why did I try to do that? Wow, that was, that was kind of dumb. Rather than thinking, wow, I wish I had tried that. I wish I had gotten into that. I wonder how it would have gone. Yeah. I... I would like to leave with the experience and the knowledge of that, of, of that thing, of that event, rather than living with the regret of not trying and doing it. 
Yeah, and, and I think that's the main thing is just learning. Yeah, just research. Just look into it. Like we said, technology's in your pocket. Every, pretty much all the information out there is in your pocket, which is an insane thing to think about. But just look into stuff. Look, look into what you want to do and pursue it. Just look forward, not back. Yeah. I guess unless you're slingshotting yourself forward as you <laughs> masterfully analyzed. But I mean, hey, that was just the first analogy I could think of because sometimes you have to look back at the past to realize, hey, this is where I came from. This is the mistakes I made. I don't want to go back to those mistakes. And granted, sometimes we're going to stumble and fall. Sometimes we are going to fall back into those old habits. But that doesn't have to be the end. Sometimes it's going to take a couple steps back so you can go forward again. Yeah. It's a lesson I think everyone could, no matter how old you are, I think that's a lesson everyone could use to relook at and relearn. Yeah. So, looking back over our over an hour of recording, which I think is kind of impressive, over an hour, what do you think about podcasting? Looking at wanting to do speaking publicly and wanting to do this. What do you think about podcasting? How do you feel about this podcast? How do you feel about podcasts in general? What's your move? I will go with a general statement. Okay. I'm going to say podcasting has <clears throat> such a huge potential. Okay. We owe it to ourselves to try our best to embrace it. Because not so long ago, um, like Instagram was something that wasn't popular it wasn't something that everybody wanted to do it was something that was like eh, i don't really want to try this but then once people did it became popular and i feel like podcasts have the same or can't have the same effect we owe it to ourselves to at least try it yeah i i would agree with that well this is the first episode of this podcast Yep, first episode you can after three months of the trailer sitting out there, you know, making sure that the audience was there. We got that trailer out there. The audience has been well prepared, and here it is. Hopefully they enjoyed it. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. And if you want to be a recurring guest, you're welcome. I think we, we hit a lot of really insightful We'll just see stuff. what your viewers say about me. <laughs> we will. Send them messages. I didn't even realize there was a message feature until, like, Five minutes before we started recording. But yeah, send in uh, feedbacks. Great. We love it. Yeah, because honestly, having some feedback about what we could improve on, and as people really, even if I'm not a recurring guest, just something just something for myself to know, like, hey, you can improve on this area. That's just that's still going to be beneficial for me. That's going to be beneficial for Michael if you just seem like, hey, you might want to improve on this. This might help you. Yeah. There's no harm in trying. Absolutely not. And that, I think that applies to any guest. Hey, yeah. I like this person. Bring this person back on. Uh, this was, I'd prefer it if you talked on this more. Hey, I really like when you went into this, but can you go into that a little bit further? And maybe that's another advantage of, you know, coming back if you'd like. Exploring some of those rabbit holes that we kind of went into a little bit, but didn't fully discuss. Like who you are as a person those were very vague answers we're gonna dive deep into that i mean if they want to know they can know but oh boy that would take a little bit of time just so they know we'll take a that will take a full podcast episode <laughs> just for that yeah well, you can label it brandon's life brandon's life story <laughs> his birth to now in podcast form. hopefully something 
drastic doesn't happen in the next time I'm here. <laughs> I, I had to. I was about to say birth to death, but I was like, nope, birth to now. We aren't at that stage yet. We um. Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh gosh. If that does happen, you can name it Brandon's Memorial. Yes, I will play this on repeat over and over in honor of you. But I think I enjoyed the form of us just discussing a lot of things and just open. And that's what I want this podcast to become. That's what I want this podcast to be is just this kind of open form discussion. And it it loosens up the more you talk. Like the beginning of the podcast was maybe a little bit more formal. And it was now a little bit it's more stiff. And now it's a little bit more fluid where we yeah. feel... It's much comfortable more f- because we're not at we weren't at the point at first where I was like okay this is just a little bit awkward to work out the kinks but yeah. once we got going it was like okay this is fine yeah well, it it just opens up and it becomes just a conversation you, you for a little bit there you almost forget you're recording it's just yeah. having a conversation and that's a good thing about podcasts well thank you for being on this has been yeah, an interesting you. first a good a good guest for a first episode and maybe a recurring guest maybe. A co-host, whatever that may be, if that's where your speaking leads you. This is episode one, baby. We got plenty of space to do whatever we want with it. So, yeah. you know, I mean, whatever it may be, good luck with your speaking. We will hopefully keep in touch and hopefully. see where that follows. Hopefully, it's Unless uh, they boot me off, this can be like, what's it called? Like Love Island where they boot off the weakest link. Oh, God. <laughs> You're the weakest <laughs> podcast link. Get out. <laughs> well... This has been good. I'm glad this was a, I would call this a successful first podcast. We'll see what the feedback is, but I would say this was successful. And I didn't expect to get an hour of recording out of this. Me either. I didn't realize it was an hour because like when me and you actually get talking, it's like, okay, we just like lose track of time. Yeah. And that's good. It's healthy. That can be a, that can be a healthy thing. And We've doubled back to this four times. This is the end of the episode. But recurring back again, this is a good thing about podcasts. You can just openly talk. But enough of that. Thank you for coming on, Brandon. This has been a great experience, and we hope to have you back. Thank you for having me. And that was the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. This was a really fun episode to record. I didn't really expect to do my first interview with a, with a close friend, but Brand's a really good friend, and we had discussed it previously about him wanting to speak, and so I figured, hey, let's get on a podcast and see how it sounds, because I needed episode one, and he wanted to speak, and I think it turned out well, but let me know what you think. If you enjoyed it, let me know. If you didn't enjoy it, yeah, let me know that too. Um, any suggestions, any guests you'd like for me to put on, any editing. I know we got a little loud there. I'm still working on the microphone editing and sensitivity so I apologize for that but with every episode comes improvement and I hope to be able to push out episodes more this was a good first step in the door and I think it was successful so thank you everyone for listening those who are subscribed or following I appreciate you immensely and um I'm excited for this road we're hopefully going to go down together they all won't be that centered and focused around just life and talking there will be more history episodes there'll be more episodes focused on just North Carolina, but it's also just healthy to talk and just see where it leads. So either way, I think there's something here for everyone. I hope you enjoyed. Have an excellent evening.